Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Drew, and welcome to the Codeco Podcast. In this podcast, we'll keep you up to date with the latest app development tech talk. Now, here's the show. This is the Codeco Podcast. This episode was recorded on Sunday, the 29th of October, 2023. I'm your co-host, Jen Bailey, with our host, Drew Freeman. Thanks, Jen. This episode, we're speaking with Eric Van de Kerkhove, our Game Technologies team lead. He is also a hobbyist game developer with 20 years of experience, who's been primarily using Unity as his game engine of choice. Last year, he switched over to Godot, an open-source game engine. Eric, welcome to the show. First of all, I, I'm sorry I mangled your name. I just, <laughs> yeah, no problem. Yeah. After even asking you before we started the show, um, I, I, I was bound to, to mess that up. Is it is it Godot or is it Godot? Uh, well, I think it's Godot. There's a lot of okay. um, yeah, a lot of discussion as in, as in waiting for. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I was waiting for Godot, yeah. Okay, so, so tell us a little bit about yourself. You're a game dev, and how did you wind up doing game dev? Uh, well, uh, so yeah, my name's Eric van der Kerkhove. Um, I'm from Belgium. Um, I have a wife and a young son. Um, how it all started? Well, I was always um, fascinated by computers and, and technology in general from when I was uh, quite young. Um, I was interested in tech from, I think I was six or seven. And I finally got a first, um, like a, well, we got a family computer uh, once I was, I think was 11 or 12 something. And from that point on, I wanted to know how how that worked. Like, um, what, what makes these apps, applications work? What, what makes things move? So I looked into it. Um, and yeah, back then, I mean, YouTube wasn't a thing. <laughs> so um, I'm 34 now, so it's, it's been a while. Uh, so yeah, lots of, lots of, yeah, Googling. Um, and then I found out uh, how to make applications. It's with programming. It's with code. So <laughs> yeah, that's what I found out. And I started experimenting with code. Uh, I created small applications, really small games, just like um, uh, riddle games. Like you had to, um, mm -hmm. uh, there was a number in it to say higher or lower until you, until you had it, stuff like that. <clears throat> and then I started working with, well, I was also interested in games also from even a younger age, like when, from when I was four, I think, at a, a Sega Genesis. Um, here in Europe, it's called the Sega Mega Drive. <laughs> just, just, I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, so I was always interested in games as well. So I wanted to know how those worked. How, how do you make a game? Where do you start? Um, and yeah, there were a lot of options even back then. Um, and I took one of the more um, difficult options, <laughs> I guess. Uh, that was Dark Basic. Um, I doubled with that somewhat. It's like an, um, yeah, a 3D editor slash uh, scripting environment way over my head, to be, to be honest, <laughs> yeah. Um, but then I discovered uh, Game Maker, and I, I've, I've used Game Maker for, I think, uh, six or seven years, something like that. And it did work for me. Um, so it was mostly drag and drop at the beginning. Um, 
and yeah, made really, really bad small games with it. <laughs> you got to start somewhere. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you have to start somewhere, and and I mean, if it kind of works, it's good enough when you're just starting out. So that's funny. You mentioned Dark Basic. I used to teach our Introduction to Programming class with Dark Basic well, because we could do some 2D drawing yep. very easily. I haven't heard that for a long time. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I, I appreciate your, your start because I also got my first computer when I was about 11. Uh, um, granted, I'm a little older than you are. Uh, just, and, a mm. just a tad. Just a tad. And at that point, we didn't even think about the term programming. We just had the computer, and, and I was very fortunate that there was a, a basic programming guide for the, the computer. But, I mean... Games. My my first game was actually called Math Fun, and it was a addition and subtraction quiz program. It's cool. <laughs> oh, that is just that that takes you back. So yeah. So I yeah. take it from Dark Basic. Eventually, you made the transition to Unity. Yeah. Um. So around the time I, I switched to Game Maker at first, and I also started to create applications, like desktop uh, applications for Windows. Um, yeah, just small applications, things to to um, I don't know, mostly copying files over and and a, a very simple text editor stuff like that. Even an, uh, a very small chat application. <laughs> so yeah, I think just to experiment. And then I yeah, I'll, I'll, a few a few years later, I um I dis- first I discovered XNA actually before Unity. So there was a uh, XNA, oh, and there was a, uh, a, a framework um, kind of deal made by Microsoft. Mm-hmm. Um, it was mostly aimed at, at like indie game developers. Um, I think the primary purpose of it was to create games for Xbox. Um, but it also worked on Windows, so <laughs> I, I didn't have an X- <laughs> Xbox. So, yeah, so I created small games with that, and that was quite low level as well. So that made me appreciate things like how to uh, draw polygons, uh, get started with, with my own particle system. Um, how do you even draw a sprite? You have to load it from disk and, and all of that. And, and yeah, really low level. So to make a game with it almost seemed impossible because it was so low level. Um, yeah. But then I discovered uh, Unity. Um, and that was because um, uh, XNA was at its end, end of its lifetime. Uh, Microsoft was about to retire it in that year or the next year. Um, so I was looking for an alternative. And that's when I found Unity. And it was wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's try to, to simplify things because, you know, we get listeners of, of all uh uh, disciplines we get we get them of all experience levels. How do we explain what Unity is? Uh, so Unity is uh, a game engine, and a game engine is basically a desktop application um, uh, with an interface that you can use to to place objects, uh, manipulate them, like uh, moving them, rotating them, scaling them, um, and you can add scripts to these objects that you can write with uh, in programming language. So it's a, just a text file uh, with some code in it. And that is run by that game engine and 
that code uh, can manipulate stuff within the game engine. You can talk to that game engine to make objects move, uh, spawn player characters. Um, you, know, you, you can uh, press a button with it, uh, show text, stuff like that. And Unity is popular because it can then stamp out your game for many different game platforms. Yeah, yeah. So it was quite well. It still is quite popular because it's it's ease, ease of use. Um, first of all, uh, it uses a really popular uh, programming language, uh, C sharp. Um, yeah, there, there, there's just a lot of documentation and and tutorials out there for Unity. Um, so it's a it's a Good choice for beginners, basically. And Godot is a similar, it's a game engine, it it does similar things. So my understanding is that there's been sort of a an unhappy Yelp over Unity lately. Oh yeah, it's, it's been going on for a while, but uh, yeah. Can you explain some of what's going on at Unity that, that has... Now, I, I realize this is purely opinion and such, but yeah. can you give me a rough idea? Um, so yeah, yeah, what yeah. happened? Their most recent. Um, so, um, yeah, they had announced a new, um, a, a big change to their pricing model. Um, well, what had their pricing model been? Uh, basically, you had a personal edition. Uh, you could use it for free, but they had a, a splash, splash screen um, they forced upon you. Um, so you had to show it to your players. Um then you had a, if I'm not mistaken, a pro edition and an enterprise edition. Yeah, I didn't use those, so I'm not entirely sure. Um, but you could create games with those uh, higher versions, like the pro and enterprise versions. Um, also, yeah, you had to. You had, I mean, you had to pay to use those. But once you had your game, you were good. Um, you could make money off of it. Uh, there wasn't any issues. Uh, I think up until a certain um, profit margin, and then you had to pay a percentage, right. percentage or something. Yeah, that's all good. I mean, that's fair. Um, I think Unreal Engine is something similar in place. Um, but yeah, then uh, well, yeah. The fan, let's say, uh, when, when when they announced that new pricing model, and that meant uh, developers had to pay per install. Like uh, they wanted to, um, they wanted to ask. Oh really? Yeah. They wanted to ask money for for using their in kind of installer framework. So that's that's the well that's the pitch they gave. That's the spin they gave it. So so per I think it was twenty cents or something. That the developer had to play per um, installation that the player did. So the only way you could install a Unity game was with this Unity installer. Uh, well, kind of, yeah. I mean, you don't really need an installer, but I think every time you use their official installer, you, the developer had to pay for it. Yeah. Okay, because I, I was trying to figure out how an iOS user or how, say, an Xbox user would know that they had sold a copy of the game. Yeah, exactly. I think it was. I think they had an IP-based. I don't know. I don't know how they how they knew it was a unique user, um, because I think they even said it is per download. So even if you don't install it, it's per per download. So if you run the game for the first time, 
the fee was applied or something. Yeah, it was it was super confusing and yeah, <clears throat> it didn't go down well, as you can imagine. So uh, I can understand, especially for the the the, the younger, more independent developers who are yeah. just trying to get their feet wet and just starting with their first games. They don't necessarily yeah. have that 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 gravity well to pull their game into uh, popularity. Yeah, I mean, those developers and also the, the mobile developers, I think that's the, those were the ones they were mostly targeting. Um, I mean, they wanted to cut off the pie, so to, so to speak, because mm-hmm. a lot of mobile games, uh, they rely, rely on in-app purchases and ads for their revenue. So they're not, yeah, they don't need. They don't ask a, a initial price for for uh, per game, per game install. And Unity wanted some way to get to still get money out of out of that. So yeah, quite yeah. I know it felt really scummy. And, and if I remember correctly, the uh, the CEO had a rather set of choice unfriendly words toward the indie developers. Oh yeah, that was last year. Yeah, he called them all. Um, think all idiots all the ones that don't uh, wow that didn't incorporate uh monetization into the games they called uh, he called them idiots oh, no. yeah yeah it's not good to in, it's not good to insult your uh your user base no. even if they're free because no not a good plan um so how did you come across godot uh i knew about godot for a few years already um I think every few years, I, even when I was using Unity and I loved Unity, I was still looking around to the alternatives. Like uh, even like Game Maker, I was looking back at what are they doing now? Have there been any improvements? Uh, I was looking at Unreal Engine, and that's how I came across Godot. Like in a in a big list of <laughs> what game engines to try now. And yeah, at first I was yeah I, I wasn't. Um, yeah, I, don't I didn't want to try it at first. Um, it 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 was quite different, and yeah, I don't like I, who, who likes change, you know. So I don't. Know, I was I was familiar <laughs> with Unity. I liked it back then, uh, but I knew of Godot. Yeah, I was I was keeping like one eye, <laughs> looking at at it, looking at it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I, so what uh, were the features that sold you on it? It wasn't Unity, <laughs> so, so, so basically, <laughs> uh, when I switched over, that was one of the biggest uh, things. Um, yeah, my my relation with, with Unity as a game engine was kind of dwindling uh, for a few reasons. Um, like one of the first was that stupid splash screen <laughs> they kept forcing. <laughs> I don't know. Every every year, every every game I made, I, I was getting more and more uh, annoyed by it. Um, it was also it's also one of the the main reasons like Unity has a bad rep, um, just because of that. Well, when all of this when all of this broke, didn't their stock tank? Oh yeah, yeah, it did. It it uh, I don't know more than ten percent. It was uh, down. Yeah, of Ooh. course. Yeah. yeah. And funny thing is, I think a week before that happened, uh, the CEO sold a lot of his stock. So it's as if he knew that, he was, that there was something brewing. Yeah, even more scummy. Oh. Yeah, yeah. All around. Um, yeah, I'm not, I don't know. I don't want to. <laughs> 
enjoy too many curse words around, but yeah, you know, isn't the isn't the best best of guys, you know. So say I'm a, a practice Unity developer, and I want to make that that switch to Godot. What's the same, and obviously, what's different? Um. Well, they're both game engines. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's important. They're both like general game engines. Uh, they can both handle uh, 3D graphics. Uh, they can both handle 2D sprites. Um, the, the, the biggest difference, I think, between them is, uh, well, Unity is better in, in terms of 3D. Well, if you want to have like high-end, beautiful 3D scenes, um, Unity is still the better choice. Uh, but Godot is, is catching up. I mean, uh, especially with the latest version, Godot 4. Um, there have been massive improvements in terms of 3D. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of the same. You, you make a, you, you can make a user interface. You can, you can make uh, 2D things jump around. Uh, yeah, it's about the same. Um, so that's why I like it. I mean, there isn't a huge, uh, there isn't that huge of a difference when, when jumping from Unity to Godot, at least for, for people like me. Like, um, so I'm I'm a hobbyist and like indie developer, so I don't need those fancy graphics. That was also one of the reasons I started to hate Unity, <laughs> because it was there was such a such a focus on having um, these beautiful um, graphics that that require, requires a lot of a lot of work from from a developer. So you you almost need a dedicated graphics team to to pull that off those mm-hmm. graphics. So. Why would I care? I'm I'm alone by myself. My my 3D models aren't that detailed. I I can make some animations and some um, like particles and stuff, but they won't look as pretty as, as the things that Unity was showing. So so it was overkill. Yeah, it was massive overkill. Well, for me at least, yeah. I wanted them to work on the core engine and improve things from like the basics, things that were that the community was asking for years now. Yeah. All right. So, uh, does uh, Godot also use C Sharp? Uh, well, it can. Um, so it's the the primary programming programming language for um, Godot is GDScript. It's like um, uh, it's kind of like Python. It's a it's a programming language uh, especially made for Godot, uh, especially made for game development. Um, but yeah, it can. How similar yeah. is it to Python? Oh, super similar. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you know Python, there's a good chance you'll you'll you can just write GDScript as if it's nothing. Yeah, it's uh it's a bit less less advanced. Uh, so some parts are missing that are that are there in Python, but most of the basics are there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, C sharp. Um, Godot has C sharp support, uh, and it's it's. Um, being improved. Uh, you can definitely use C Sharp today if you want to. Um, but it's limited, as in you can't uh, export to all platforms with it at the moment. Uh, so you can't do. Can't export. Yeah, like you can't do web builds. Uh, you can't make a, a build for the web. You can't make a, a game build for uh, mobile platforms with C Sharp and Godot. So it's kind of limiting. It's good for desktop applications, desktop games, um, but you're kind of limited to those for now. 
Yeah, I mean, I've, I have been using C Sharp. Um, I've used it for one application made with Godot, but that's about it. And it was a joy because I love C Sharp. <laughs> it's my favorite programming <laughs> language by far. But yeah, I mean, me too. Yeah, for real. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. I like Kotlin, of course, but C Sharp is an old favorite because I used to be a C Sharp desktop application developer. Oh, awesome! <laughs> a fellow fan. I think it's a beautiful <laughs> language. <laughs> yeah, same. Yeah, I mean, I'm so used to it. It's uh, it's almost nostalgic for me. Um, I've been using it since I was 12, 13. So yeah, I mean, yeah, it's been evolving since then, and. It always hit my back, I guess. <laughs> so, yeah, I like it. Um, but, yeah, I would love to use C-Sharp in Godot. Um, I mean, there are plans of um, 1.NET 8, I think, um, comes out or is stable. Um, they'll be using that. Um, and once they use .NET 8, um, they'll, they will be able to make, um, well, you will be able to make web builds and, and mobile builds using C-Sharp. Um, at that point, I'll probably jump ship uh, to C Sharp again. Yeah. All right. So you, you you've uh, you've kicked off a question that I love to ask. So so it's coming now, and that is now you've been using Godot for a while. Mm -hmm. What features would you like to see added in that aren't necessarily on the apparent uh, futures uh, line? What 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 features? are missing that would that would make you happier as as if there were godot programmers listening in um as in um something i would want in godot right or um yes yeah yeah so definitely that c sharp <laughs> that's that's, uh, <laughs> that's first place really high like yeah, get that C-sharp going, um, get full support for it. Um, I know they're working on it. Um, I I saw the lead developer, uh, Juan, uh, talking about um, how they're going to reintegrate C-sharp into the engine. Mm -hmm. um, and once that's done, I mean, yeah, things will be golden, especially for people like me who really prefer C-sharp. People who came from Unity, I mean, yeah. Then you can just reuse all of your almost all of your skills, and you just need to relearn the engine, and that's it. But other than that, um, it's perfect. Well, for me, it's perfect. I mean, no language is perfect. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I can, yeah, I don't have many gripes with C sharp. Yeah. Um, no, I meant the game engine in oh, general. The game is there no, 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 it's not perfect. No, 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 definitely not. No, no. Uh, I mean, and, and uh, the code editor is kind of basic. Um, so. Uh, Godot has a built-in uh, code editor, which is quite nice. I mean, there aren't many uh, game engines out there that have that feature. Uh, but it's it's missing some, I don't know, it's missing some of the, the things I really like about code editors, like, um, you know, uh, code, uh, well, code it has code completion, really rudimentary code completion, basic code completion, but it doesn't work all the time. So yeah, oh, no. so that's one thing because uh, GDScript has something called um, what is it? I'm I'm using static typing, but I'm, I'm I've lost the other type of typing. <laughs> so like you're really loose typing. I'm not sure that's that's not the right term probably, but you have like loose typing. So you just say uh, variable hello is um, one, 
for example. But you don't mm -hmm. specify the type. And later on, when you want to say, okay, I want to do something with this hello variable, the engine doesn't know what, what, what it is. It might be a string, it might be an integer, it might be whatever. So there's, yeah. so there's no type safety in the compiler? Well, not by default, but you can type. Uh, and you can use typing, and it's what I, I recommend as well. Use static typing from day one. Once you start using mm -hmm. Godot, um, use static typing, yeah. Uh, for one, it makes your code more readable. Um, it also helps with performance. So the engine is more performant because it also already knows what type it is. And the um, auto-completion will work a lot better. So that's one thing. So one thing programmers talk about, and so it drives me nuts, is yeah. that the language is very easy to learn. And, and almost any programming language is easy to learn. But then the primitives, the, the frameworks. Yeah. Obviously, from Unity to Godot, the things don't have the same names. No, no, definitely not. How is how is the learning curve on what things are called? You know, shapes, sprites, etc. Uh, well, the documentation of Godot is quite good, so I've been using that as a reference uh, mostly, and some. I also took a look at some of the basic uh, YouTube tutorials out there just to get a an idea. But yeah, I mean, you're you're yeah, you're always going to have that with any engine, any framework. The names will be different, but I don't know. It, it it's kind of cool, I guess. Uh, especially now, now more people. No, well, no, sorry. <laughs> now more people uh, from Unity have been um, switching to Godot, so there are more resources out there for Unity developers uh, switching over. Uh, for example, <laughs> I've, I've created an article, I wrote an article um, some time ago um, that goes over um, some of these similarities and, and changes, both like the, um, the user interface um, similarities, changes, as in, um, and also some of the code uh, similarities and some of the other concepts like you have uh, events, like a lot of, well, you have a lot of types of events in Unity, and there's just one big, um, well, replace. I don't, I don't want to call it replacement, but alternative in Godot, signals. And I love signals. I, I really do. So, yeah. Are there any other things from Godot that, from Godot? Are there any other things from Unity that you miss in Godot? Um, yeah, there's one, uh, one big thing. Um, or big feature, and that's um, being able to see, like, um, it's really hard to explain. Um, being able to, yeah, I know, being able to see the game while you're running it. And that's, yeah, okay, that just sounds... Um, seeing what the game is doing in your editor while the game is running. Yeah, I, I hope that's okay. more clear. Yeah. Um, so, like, in Unity, you can you can run your game and then have an... an um, like a scene view, yeah, that's that's the word I was looking for, the scene view, uh, where you can see your objects, your game objects uh, running about. Um, you can inspect them, you can change their values. Um, and that's really, that's uh, super helpful, especially if you have like a game, um, you have a camera view on a few objects, but you have a whole world out there, or maybe you have multiple rooms, and you want to check out what's going on in the other rooms that the player can see. So the camera isn't facing, isn't looking towards it. And that's something you can do with Godot. You can't. 
Um, yeah, that's a shame. <laughs> so, so you can run your game, it will pop up in a new window and it will run, and it's cool. Um, but the only thing you can do is um, access the uh, node tree. So Godot uses nodes for instead of game objects, so it's a node-based system, a hierarchy of nodes. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. And you can take a look at those um, remote nodes, uh, Godot calls it, so the, the nodes inside that game window. But that's that's only like a, a, a big list, a big hierarchy, and you can edit the values, but you don't see anything. You can't you can see where where that object is or what it is doing. So yeah, it's a big shame, and I yeah I'm afraid they won't be. <laughs> Yeah, from what I've read, there's no way they're there's no way they're gonna be uh, implementing that like a similar system. Don't think it's possible. If you have an existing project in Unity, can you import and use some of that into Godot? Mostly no, as in you. Um, how? Wow, that's a difficult one. Uh, there are applications out there that you can use to um, convert most of it. Like you could have, you, you can't convert it one one on one, one to one, um, but it can convert like the the uh, scene hierarchy, that whole tree from from Unity to a to a node tree in Godot, to the best of its abilities. But it won't be it won't be great, and you'll be missing the code as well because yeah, Unity is C sharp, and yeah, that's a. Uh, the whole framework is different, the, the API, so yeah, it will be, yeah. But you can use the assets, I mean, that's something. So the all of your sprites, uh, 3D models, uh, most of them are uh, compatible. So most Godot takes most of the same formats as Unity. Oh, great. But yeah, yeah, there won't be a possibility, at least not yet, as far as I'm aware, to, to just convert a Unity game to Godot. Yeah, just partially. Just a small part. So how long have you been on Godot now? Uh, a year and two months. <laughs> yeah. Do you feel that your uh, your acumen as a programmer has changed due to this transition and or matured? Or, or mm. how do you feel that, that you have changed as a programmer? Mm, not so much. <laughs> I mean, I'm still <laughs> the same. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Uh... It's mostly the iteration cycle that's faster for me now, so I think differently. It's 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 also much much less of a hurdle for me now to open uh, my game engine than it was with Unity. So it's all it's all much quicker. If I if I want to if I think about something random, I want to experiment. I see something. I want to I want to give it a shot or think about something in the shower. I want to give it a shot uh, a few minutes later. Um, I can do that now quite quite quickly uh, without any issues. Just a few minutes, and there we go. Um, yeah, with Unity, it was always I don't know. If I wanted to start a new project, it takes a while to load. It has to load all its little packages. Uh, when when I write scripts, it has to compile them, and oh, it's always such a pain. <laughs> so. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's a. So that's you a big find Godot development a lot quicker? Yeah. 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 Definitely. Um, it wasn't at the start, of course, because I was still getting used to Godot. But now that I know it's, um, well, it's its way of working, I guess. It's quite fast, yeah, so definitely. So you're approaching this from the point of view as an indie hobbyist developer, not a corporate, mm-hmm. 
EA style developer. No, no, that's not me. <laughs> no. Do you think that this is going to overall change the landscape? Do you think that there'll be a mass migration, or do you think people will just suck it up, stay with Unity if they've been on it? And how how do you feel it's going to change the landscape over the uh, the next few years? Uh, well, I think a lot of people have already jumped ship, so to speak. Like um, I think last year, a lot of people migrated to Godot. Uh, this year, a, a ton of people migrated to Godot after that um, travesty. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. I think I think Godot is going to keep growing now. Um, and Unity is going to slowly shrink, but it's going to be a really slow process. Um, Godot is going to gain popularity, I think. Uh, well, it is gaining. I know it's gaining popularity for a fact. Um, and with that, um, I mean, there'll be more funds going towards Godot. Um, there'll be more companies maybe helping out Godot to get things done. Uh, maybe for that C sharp support, maybe Microsoft can chime in and come help out a bit. I don't know. <laughs> that would be cool. Um, and yeah, I mean, Unity. Unity is going to stay popular, I think. Um, I mean, it's, it's, it is quite easy to use. And Oh, yeah, one of one of my major gripes, though, that uh, splash screen, uh, that isn't uh, forced anymore. So, yeah. So with their whole excuse... Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. So with their backpedaling came another <laughs> cool, cool, cool thing, I guess. Finally, after years of asking... Uh, they removed it, yeah. So it isn't mandatory anymore. So Unity backpedaled on a lot of this stuff. That oh they, yeah, uh... yeah, yeah, yeah. So all of those uh, changes were undone, basically, and the CEO was fired. Or <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah. So that's good. Well, I guess. But how do you trust an? How do you trust a company like that? I mean, I can't. I won't. Forget it. You said that maybe Microsoft would help with Godot. Is this something that is Godot small enough that Microsoft might even consider purchasing? Oh, I hope not. So, oh, man, I didn't even think about that. No, 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 please, no. <laughs> I mean, uh, Microsoft is pretty cool. Uh, maybe this is a weird take, but yeah, I mean, I think Microsoft has done a lot of good stuff in these last few years, actually, like uh, with GitHub and so on. But no, they shouldn't touch Godot. No, no, no. Um, it's a, I mean, it's a, it's a non-profit organization uh, that's behind mm -hmm. Godot. Uh, it's mostly community-built. So, no, please. <laughs> If you're hearing this, is Microsoft, a... just help it. Leave it alone, okay? <laughs> is Godot open source? Uh, yeah, totally open source. Yeah, yeah. Every oh. every bit of it. And so that's, uh, I take it yeah. there's there's no entry fee to use Godot. No, none at all. No, everyone can you just use it if they uh, well how they please, and they can edit the engine. Um, I know uh, Sonic, Sonic. Colors, I think. <laughs> Sonic Colors, yeah. Uh, they used Godot years back, uh, but they heavily, well, a heavily edited version for, of Godot. So that's one of the <laughs> of the few um, big companies that used Godot. But yeah, but yeah, anyone can use it and can con contribute to it if they want to, if they can. Um, um, yeah, 
It's free. So are, when when you're doing uh, game development, not just Godot, but any game development, are you working predominantly in 2D or 3D? Mm, steering towards 3D mostly. I think I prefer 3D, yeah. Uh, but now with Godot, I've been mostly making 2D stuff um, up until now. And not because it, good. It, yeah, it can Go do ahead. 3D. Yeah, it, it can definitely do 3D. But. Is there a... Going back to the whole Unity Godot comparison, does one platform lend itself better to one of those than the other? Mm, I mean, it can do well. Both game engines can do 2D and 3D very good, mm-hmm. very well. Um, the only, I think, the biggest difference is if you want to have like a beautiful uh, next gen. 3D scenes, like with all all the bells and whistles, all the details, uh, all of the graphics power you need to throw at it as well. But um, yeah, then you probably want to use Unity or even better, Unreal Engine. Probably. I mean, if you're if you're yeah, if you're a big big company, if you're a big studio, you'll probably want to use Unreal Engine if you're making a game like that. Yeah. That's where you get your hyper reality. Oh yeah, yeah. That's the king of king of graphics. Yeah, definitely. So Unity's somewhere stuck in between. I mean, that's how I feel yeah, at the moment. So what do you mean stuck in between? Uh, in terms of 3D uh, like graphics fidelity, I guess. Um, like Godot is, you can make beautiful 3D scenes with Godot. Uh, they just won't be hyper realistic and use the newest technologies. And Unity has a lot of uh, modern tech behind it now but Unreal Engine is just like next gen it's it's the yeah the best of the best now we haven't really talked about it but is there any possibility that somebody writes their own game engine or is Godot yeah. really the yeah the, the the uh the current open source pool for people who want to write a game engine uh there are lots of game engines out there yeah um, I mean, Godot and Unity and Unreal and GameMaker are just the most popular ones that I know of. Uh, but there are tons of game engines out there, uh, open source as well. Yeah. I take it the the advantage is that you can, as I said earlier, stamp it out for multiple platforms because they've got all that information already worked out. Yeah, that's true. Uh, well, there are some caveats with Godot. Um, and it is, because it is open source, they can't include uh, the closed source code that's needed to, to bind, to make the glue for like uh, the consoles, like for the PlayStation, Xbox, and so on. So you can directly export um, to those platforms. But I mean, with Unity, it's not that simple either. So, so what platforms can you export for out of the box with Godot? Uh, Windows, macOS, Linux, uh, a web export, HTML5, that is, um, Android, iOS. Mm, let's see, am I missing anything? I think I think that's about it. So, yeah, <laughs> that's about it. Yeah, yeah. So no consoles, no, not out of the box, no. But, you but can, can you do yeah. console development if you have the console? If you purchase the console kit? Uh, no, not with Godot. Not that I know of. Not at this time. Um, you actually need to speak to um, one of the partnering companies. Um, 
So you have like a few small companies for each um, that do the porting for you. Um, so yeah, it's a bit of a hassle. If you really want to um, target those platforms, those consoles, um, yeah, you either need to contact those companies when you're working with Godot or you can use Unity or Unreal Engine. So I'm not sure if Godot is the best pick for consoles at, the, at this moment. Not sure. But then again, if you're if you're manufacturing for consoles, you're manufacturing a, a big mini game. Uh, maybe, maybe not. I mean, you have like Switch games that are kind of well. You have a lot of indie games for a Switch as well. Uh, some of them made with Godot even. So I mean, it's possible. It just takes a bit more, um, a bit more work, I guess. A bit more communicating. Uh, yeah. But with Unity, and well, from what I've heard, with Unity isn't, isn't that simple as well. I mean, you could just buy a dev kit, but it's often easier uh, for a small uh, indie studio to also um, contact one of those uh, porting, well, porting companies or, you know, the ones that already have the dev kits and the experience with those consoles and especially the publishers. And it's a lot, it's a lot of work to, to get a game out on a console, so... I wish we had time to play the entire interview, but if you want to see the entire interview with all the material that we didn't have to edit out, watch YouTube for the full video version. Eric, I, I really want to thank you for your time and joining us on the show. It, it has been an absolute pleasure. I hope it wasn't as stressful and scary as you originally thought it was going to be. Uh, no, it was uh, not that not that scary. No, <laughs> no, it was really no, 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 it was really comfortable and a lot of fun. Yeah, a lot of fun to talk to. You. See, that's that way if future guests listen to the show, they can go, well, I won't be scared. And, that, <laughs> and so. then we can terrify them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, if you want to find uh, Eric online, his uh, his Twitter slash X, I, I hate the term X, yep. his, his handle is BlackDragonBE. Yep. What... Uh, What's the BE for? Belgium. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. It's so stupid. I know. No, it's not. That's yeah. that's that's creative. I mean, it whole like Dragon B. That was cool when I was like twelve and I or eleven when I came up with it. But the older I get, the more I cringe every time I have to tell someone. To be honest, oh, but I can't get okay. I can't get rid of it because yeah, it's it's tied to me now. So I don't know. Oh, no, I, I've got a couple of usernames that I've had since I was very young, and, and they're original, and they hold. Yeah. Uh, so Eric is Black Dragon BE. If you want to reach Jen, it's jen.codes, uh, predominantly on LinkedIn. Um, I am Podcast Drew, D-R-U. We're going to do something different this season, and we're not going to tell you what's coming up in the future episodes, and that's because we are actually recording many of our episodes early in the season so that we can decide which ones we want to put on when. Um, we do, of course, invite you to tune in for all sorts of wonderful topics coming up this season. Uh, we're going to talk about how to make the best of AI tools. A wonderful episode. Thank you so much again, Eric, for joining us. Until our next episode, I want to thank all of you for tuning in and listening, and always please leave a positive feedback on your podcast app of choice. Thank you. We'll see you again in about two weeks. <laughs>